Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Brace Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew, for today, or Veebs, and here with me is Fry. And as you might have noticed, we're, uh, there's another week in between our last podcast. So what we wanted to do was, since the transfer window was ending, I think it was on Thursday night, um, our plan was to do a episode the next week to cover the transfers, the overall transfer window, and especially deadline day, because quite a few things happened on deadline day. And the other thing we wanted to do today was also cover the UCL groups, which are drawn, were they drawn on Friday? Last Friday? So we have a lot of new soccer content to talk about today, so it's going to be very busy. And I guess we should just get started with looking at the Premier League transfer window. It's been it's been an insane summer. I saw something like Premier League teams spent what what was it? Was it a billion? I think it was multiple billion. I think it's the record as well for a single um, single yeah two point five billion. Jeez. That was it was, and I think that's a record for the or probably any league because no team is yeah. doing this. So, yeah, no, it's been an interesting one, and I think it has like after a transfer window, you know, you don't usually see like huge shifts at the top, but I think this is the first time in years that we're gonna see like a huge shakeup. No, like low, like mid table teams are gunning for those positions, and it's honestly scary. But kind of fun. It's been a fun season, that's for sure. Yeah, and it it's if the first five weeks are anything like the next, what is it <laughs> like thirty weeks or something like that? 30, like thirty three. Yeah, it's gonna be I mean, one that's... of the best seasons ever. But uh, yeah, no, it's it. Teams are buying, and there's there's no one that's really been complacent except for really one team. But even then, they spent around thirty mil, which is pretty good. Um, but I guess, do you want to go team by team or just kind of some highlights of the transfer window? Um, I think highlights might be a bit better because like you said, sure. there were some teams that weren't as active, but we can maybe touch on, um, our, our winners or losers are overrated, you know, underrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think probably obviously, cause it's the first one on the list. Cause it starts with an A. Yeah. I think one that we should definitely look at would be Arsenal's transfer window this season and see how it's already been panned out. So some of their highlights obviously would be Gabriel Jesus, uh, Sinjenko, and Fabio Vareal. Those are like their three main guys that they brought in and didn't really bring in any others. I mean, there's a, they brought a backup keeper and a, a young winger from Brazil, but those three are huge assets for Ateta, I think, this season. It's already been shown that two out of three of them have been incredibly integral to this team and its success. Also, I I don't think that... I'm going to treat this like a new signing purely because the last Arsenal managers haven't been able to lock him up, but Saliba coming back from loan and actually playing this season, I didn't think that would happen. I thought that he might stay in France, but that... I mean, he's revitalized their back line so far. See, that was one thing I was like, I, 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 I said, like, if they hold on to Saliba, which I thought they would have, because I think, I mean, he's 21 now. He's been overseas for about two and a, two years, I think now, three years. And I think like now is the time, like, this was now, because he, he had a really good season with Marseille. And I was like, now is the time where you need to use him. Because obviously your center backs, like you have decent center backs, but he just is another level. And keeping him obviously has worked out very well for Arsenal. And 
we'll we'll see how if he can say, stay this consistent because he's only 21. But we'll see if he keeps this trend going of playing incredibly well. Yeah, and I I mean, obviously we're five weeks into the season. So when we started this, we didn't know how these signings would pan out. But And I think I rated their window like probably a B. And I think I would still rate it that. Um, I think the biggest thing that they're lacking is uh, like a midfielder. They just need... like. <laughs> They just need someone in the middle of the park that is consistent because although Granite Jaka is like going up and down the field and he's doing his thing to the like the best that I've ever seen him play, he's still Literally. like if they if they want to challenge for titles because that's obviously what this window was. It was a statement window. Um like then they need a championship team, like a championship level team and they I don't think Party or Jaka or El Neni or Lukonga are uh, are like I'd say even like top four in my opinion. Party came in, he was he was not good last season. He started off the season okay no. and then like you know, now he's not playing anymore. <laughs> and then uh Jaka's like I said, in the form of his life, still I'd argue not good enough. Um, that's just me though. I know Arsenal fans have their own take on that, but El Neni's also yes. proven that he is like not that quality. Lakanga also not that quality. Like I'm obviously Gabriel Jesus, great signing, probably one of the signings of the window so far. But I mean, he's got the same amount of goals as Rashford at the end of the day so far. So like, I don't know. He, they're just keeping up right now, and while like that's good to see. Obviously, that's a lot of progress, but. I think Arsenal fans need to turn down their expectations. They started off really <laughs> well, but I think the, the man you humbling, unironically, was needed. I can't help but have some sympathy for Arsenal since they've lived in such a horrible state of affairs the past few years, and they finally look good for once. I can see why yeah. some of them are getting a little overconfident, per se. But, I mean, they've looked good. They've played good. I, I didn't I wasn't able to watch most of the United Arsenal game on on Sunday, but I obviously saw the highlights and yeah, United kind of tore them apart. But I think having one of like obviously a couple of blips is always going to happen with teams. Like that's just the, the 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 ilk of the Premier League. But I mean, Gavroy, they got their their striker who could actually score goals and be consistent. I mean, Albamian was that guy, but Gabriel Jesus is four years younger than when Albamian came in and is a playmaker and a, a scorer as well. So I think there's very positive. And like you said, a holding midfielder is something they still need. I said that earlier, that they still need a holding midfielder. They don't, obviously they have party Lakonga, but that's just not good enough. And like, I, I thought they were going to go out and buy someone, but they really didn't. I'm yeah. surprised. I, but, I'm also very surprised yeah. about that, but... I guess two windows in a row, you can't really buy a defensive midfielder. Or three windows in a row, because they bought Hardy and then Lakanga. And th maybe they just want to see if Lakanga can grow into that. But obviously, against how Manu, old that is Lakanga now? Uh, 22. Okay, so he's quite young still. So he could still develop yeah. into something good. I, I will say that. Playing him against us was a, a weird move, in my opinion. I don't know why that was done. Um, but was I, I think on the bench. 
I have no clue, but I did. I did want to say I think the game against us was uh, a huge like sign of like their midfield is not good enough. And so he he was not on the bench. So I wonder if something. Well, the thing that we suspected might be happening is happening with him. But I don't want to yeah. go any more into that. Yeah. What what would you rate this window for them? Definitely a B plus, almost a minus. Um. Okay. It just it's they filled spots other than one position. But I think if they got center CDM, it would probably be an A plus. But since they didn't, I think that bumps it down a little bit. Um, but overall, great window, and they're definitely showing off what they've done. And they didn't need a lot of additions. They had the, this young core that was developing into something really really good, and they just needed those little bit more tweaks into some positions. And I think they did that, except for one. But yeah, overall. I'll go A minus. I'll be generous. Uh, you want to move on to the next top six team? I do. And that would be da, 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 da. Chelsea. Would that be Chelsea? Yeah, I was looking at some of these. Yeah, it would be Chelsea. Yeah, I was just looking at some of the other teams to see if they had any interesting business, but um. Yeah, I mean, like Brighton had a pretty good window, and obviously they're playing incredibly well. But yeah, let's do Chelsea, who are not playing incredibly well at all. <laughs> but it's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. Um, I mean, they had kind of four marquee signings for the season, maybe five. I would actually, I would say probably five. I mean, you have Lexi Fofana, who is a very young yet talented center back from Leicester who took a long time to get here. Uh, Mark Cucurella, who has already had a great impact on the team, and I think he's going to be very good for us. Uh, Raheem Sterling, who's obviously we know his pedigree. And Kadalu Koulibaly, another solid guy who has a great pedigree behind him. And then obviously Aubameyang is another big one. But um, I'm still skeptical a little bit uh, for a couple reasons. Um, I mean, one, he's 33 years old. And two, he took the number nine, which is um, not that I believe in these things, but it is cursed. Um, and we'll see how this pans out. Yeah, uh, I, I think by now we know my opinion on Chelsea, but I just want I just want to ask you something uh, like looking at who you've brought in. Would you say that this is like a 250 mil window? Because that's about what it comes out to be, I'm pretty sure. We spent $310 uh, yeah. million. Dollars. Okay. So, so would... I'm going to have to go with um, with, a, with a no. Okay. I, I would also agree with this. I think you guys have made... the Yeah, the, my, my biggest problem is the fact that, obviously, we know Chelsea last season, top three team, uncontested in the league, right? And a couple of years ago, I'd, I'd say they were better than us when we played second. Um, mm. So, like, I, I don't... I just... This is such a head-scratching window because th- you're obviously picking up good pieces. Like, Fofana's going to be there and Cucurella's going to be there for a while. So those are great. Same with Chukwameka. Uh, Raheem Sterling still has years in him. Like, he's in his prime. And like you've you've secured Broha and uh, who's the other guy Gallagher, 
although he is mm. looking tragic. But we'll don't even get me started, man. Yeah, oh my God. but I just I just look at this and I'm like, this is such a sidestep, and that was my problem with it to begin with. But I think getting Fofana really helps you guys. I think he offers something that your other center backs don't. And Chalaba mm. is really good for depth because if any of those guys get injured, he's he's a presence and he's good on the ball. He's, and he's, he's able to got... step in and be solid. Exactly. Which I, we were we were trying to loan him. I'm like, why are we trying to loan him? He's a really good center back. Yeah, I, I just don't get it. I still don't get the Cucurella signing. If I'm honest, I really don't. And really, yeah, because like. Chilwell came in, he scored, and he was. You guys were looking fine, you know. Like I yeah. just don't. I I still think that's a lateral move, and you have Chilwell still. So I mean, it's like he already has two assists in the league. I mean, he's putting numbers. Yeah, I I guess I guess we'll I guess we'll see and with he's that one. Good. Like he I just your argument. Good. Like yeah, he, we have Chilwell. Um, and I think good. he was more. I think he's more. I mean, it's a it's a seventy two million cover, but I think if. I don't know if we were scared that Chilwell's knee wasn't fully healed, like will never fully heal, or we were there were more concerned with him. But and the other thing is, Cucurella can also slide over to to left wing or center back, so he's pretty versatile in, into that matter. So I, I, we've only played him left back so far, but I think I mean I, I am hoping we kind of experiment with him a little bit because I think he can he can take on that challenge. Yeah, I. I do, I think that I think that he's brought in for versatility, so I can't hate too much. But I hate I do hate the fee. I think the fee was kind of a little outrageous for an in. Like I I just at the end of the day, where he's going to play the majority of his matches, I did not think that he was seventy two million dollars better than Chilwell. You know, but yeah, that's, I that's can a, that's a different debate. Um, and I think with um. Uh, another one, I, like I, th- I think with the Man City competition to get his his signature, we overpaid. I think that was yeah. a major major um, factor in that. And even though, like, I mean, we we, we bought him for way too much, but he also got Sterling on a relatively cheaper fee than I was expecting. To be fair, that does, that I mean, does make up for it a little. For Raheem is is pretty good. Um, but yeah, I can see where they're coming from, and one other. Signing I completely forgot to mention Zikaria. was something that was, sh- but I am very happy is Dennis Zakaria. I think if he stays healthy, oh man, he's gonna he's gonna work well for us. I I also do. Uh, that's what's saving me from saying, oh, this is like an L window for you guys. I think it's I think it's still a good window because you've got future prospects that you signed. I I'd say you've signed four future prospects five future prospects this window like that you will use to replace a couple aging people in your team but the biggest hole so far in the in the season was your midfield your midfield was tragic to be honest yeah and it was it was looking very concerning throughout the window that we weren't going to uh add anyone to the midfield <laughs> even Tuco saying we need to get one and we just haven't done any <clears throat> haven't done anything i think but the fact I that think we got that him says- in at the- you go, you go. Sorry. No, 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 you, you know, you go for it. I was just. I will. I'll touch on it later when we get to Liverpool's window. But I think that mm-hmm. also goes to show like how little top quality there is at center mid. 
right now and how it's it's like a very like I don't know. It's a very needed position right now. A lot of guys from the the big generation shift in like 2014 and 15 are sort of aging out of their positions and nobody has stepped up except for the guys that Real Madrid have locked onto pretty much. So it's Yeah. Cuz they're they're either going to be 200 million or not good cuz you got like Bellingham as well who's incredibly talented but has been priced out of every move possible. Yeah. Okay, let's let's uh let's rate this. What what would you give it? I would say if since so I was looking into it, there's a 28 million buy clause for Zakaria. I think that is really smart business if we end up taking that out. So, I think overall I would say this is a B minus. I I will disagree with you and I'll go C. It gives it gets a passing grade for me. But I do think that in the future you guys could reap the benefits. I just think that you're so far off from challenging for trophies this this like year. But that could also be my cope talking. Uh, I, yeah, I, don't I mean, obviously, obviously, time won't tell at this point because obviously, right now, it's we're hitting the struggle bus, but we always kind of have this lull in the season where we look trash. So we'll see if we can kind of figure it out. And I also think some of our outgoings are pretty smart. Like some of them were smart. Some of them were kind of, um, why did we just do that? Um, yeah. But like letting Billy Gilmore go was like head scratching. But I mean, it's. It's whatever. And on to the next team, which is actually Liverpool. Oh, great. Okay. Let me say my piece. <laughs> so there's about one signing here that, I mean, one, two, okay. I, I guess one big signing and one kind of under the radar signing, but um, I'll, I'll let you go. I'll let you, uh, you rift on this one. Um, this is one of the biggest, like, single season downgrades i feel like that we have in the prem this year because this team is not winning trophies um (laughs) just just straight up they've got pieces in there you know and they like that's not to say that they won't be like potentially top three or even second place but they're not winning trophies this year there's no way that you can look at this window and say that they've got two of their center three of their center midfield options out injured right now and those three are always injured so you knew that you were going to have this problem yeah. going into the season. And you bring in Arthur Mello on the last day of the transfer window to, to help yeah. cope with that, to help cope with Tiago like getting injured all the time. And not that, not that Klopp even thinks anything of Oxlade-Chamberlain or Keita. So I, I, just like the fact that we've seen this season, Jordan Henderson, James Milner, and who who was the other guy? Who was it? Harvey Elliott starting in in midfield. Like I'm pretty sure that was their starting lineup for two games. That's unacceptable for <laughs> for a club that is trying to challenge for trophies. I think the board has let them down, like significantly. Yeah, it's certainly interesting. Like I I still don't really understand the Sadio Mane deal. No. Like only 35 mil for a 30 year old in his prime. I and was there just, really no better offer out there? 
not just his prime, but like I, he was their best attacker. I don't care what anyone says about Sala, Firmino, or even Darwin Nunez coming in. He was their consistent guy that always put up numbers. I, yeah, that that was the, that was it's one a, of their. It's weird. Yeah, and obviously paying eighty-three million for a guy who has only been—I think he's only been in uh, playing in a—he's playing in the second tier of Spanish football two years ago. I mean, not to say that he's still not like that. Not trying to deter that he's not good, but it's just strange business. It it really is because that's one of the more unclop like signings that I've seen. Which it, it was another head scratcher, and I can tell that they're try they're in the middle of trying to change their system and change it. Um, because I I actually do like what the future could hold for them, but with this set of players, it makes no sense right now. Like mm-hmm. Carvalho, obviously he's just gonna grow older and like go in and slot in at Cam probably while Nunez pushes like to be a number nine instead of the Firmino dropping in. Like that's that's where that's the four three three variation that they're trying to play now. But I I saw Daniel or our good friend Daniel tweet about this a few days ago. Uh, <laughs> Mo Salah is not a touchline winger. He is a he's a get in behind like can beat his man maybe and I I, I do stress the maybe. Uh he can beat his man potentially but he's at his best when he's getting in behind and connecting he's not a touchline winger but this season he's been playing as a touchline winger to make way for this this darwin fella who has already missed three games of the season because of a dumb mistake a childish <laughs> mistake if yeah. you if, Obviously, every number nine, that's thats what the Prem is known for. Every number nine has their humbling at least once in their first season in the Prem. Every single number nine has it. But it was yeah. childish the way that he went about it. And in a game where his team needed him, too. So, I, I don't know. Very mystifying, as I'll put it. And I think with that being mystifying, I'm going to give them a C-. minus. Ah, yeah. no, actually, D, D plus. I have to rate them lower than Chelsea, I, so I would say D. I, I don't rate Arthur Mello at all. I think he's trash. And the fact that yeah. they brought him in as a midfield, I'm like, oh, God. When I saw them, I'm like, oh, he's not going to be good. Like, he's not a physical player. And then you just shove him into the rim. It's not going to work. He's been trash at Juve, trash at Barcelona. This isn't going to work. Yeah. So, and yeah, if, D Fabinho. If Fabinho's not fit, he's playing. He's playing alongside Henderson and Milner. They're getting eaten up for days. That is a yeah. unathletic midfield. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm giving this one a D. Uh, for for this season specifically, I'd say D minus because I think they downgraded mm-hmm. heavy. Um. All right. Yeah. Now, now on to our 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 star studded gonna win the Premier League team. Manchester City. My my my. This is uh a I mean it's it's just you get Holland, rich, that's an A. The rich get richer. <laughs> yeah. The rich get richer. I'd say I'd say A. I can't say A plus, but um I'm just gonna come out already and say A. When you have a center forward who I already laid out my prediction, he's gonna break Vardy's record. 
for a consecutive hey, game scored hey, in the prime. Who was who was um, saying that he was having a record breaking season? I'm not. I know, I'm, not I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not taking you. Take that away from you. But I'm gonna say that he breaks that one specifically, um, just because it's it's fun and he's a great player that I wish Chelsea had gotten instead. But Man City uh, just has that pull because it's Man City, and I mean Calvin Phillips is a great pickup from Leeds. He hasn't played yet, I don't think, because he's been injured. But I mean, once he's healthy, he's a starting C- CDM for England, and he's gonna slot in just fine in Manchester City. Like Hanji was an interesting signing. That was on deadline day. I only got him for twenty mil, and he was solid at Dortmund. I think it's just more more depth than anything. And then I think one the one, to... go for it. I was just gonna say that that one's a bit of a head scratcher to me, if I'm honest. Because I'm sorry, I don't really mind it. I don't mind it at all. Like if if you can get him, like yeah, of course get him. But they've got Diaz, Laporte, John Stones, and Nathan Ake. That's still the best back line in the league. So like, yeah. I don't know. That's like a rich get richer signing. And of course, Kyle Walker slotting in at center back usually is like fine if they ever run a three back for whatever reason. So like, I don't necessarily get it, but like, I don't hate it at the same time purely because of the fee. And then I'm gonna say I I like a lot of this window as I've pretty pretty much said that already, but I'm gonna say the one thing I didn't like was some of their I mean obviously their outgoings were pretty shocking. Um, I mean Raheem Sterling leaving for only 62 mil and his prime is intriguing. Hagarbia Jesus leaving was probably necessary, but then Zinchenko leaving as well was kind of weird. And then also they got rid of Pedro Porro. Now I don't know if anyone if anyone knows who that is, but he's he's a Spanish right back for Sporting Lisbon, and I think he's very talented. I mean he he was nuts for Sporting last season, and he's been on loan there for a couple of years now I think, and they just sold him for ten mil. Like he could be the the then then like he could be he could be easily Kyle Walker's backup this season and take over his role when Kyle Walker gets too old. I don't know why they sold him. Like he's really talented. I know it's so obscure. But that's the one thing I'm like, man, that kind of annoys me because they had a really good player there and they just let him go. They did, they did also buy a left back for the first time in like, what, seven years? So, uh. Well, well Mendy a few years ago. And Joe Cancelo. I mean, they, they bought him as a right back, though, primarily. I, I mean, he played both at Juventus. Yeah, I mean, I get. I he obviously, he obviously plays left back now a little bit yeah i just i just mean they they signed a future left back sergio gomez i know nothing about him if i'm honest but i feel like i do either i feel like they had to have an outgoing to have an incoming so i can't hate on it as i also don't know pedro poro much no pedro poro i mean i will say he's kind of an fm starlet but i mean he, yeah, he played figured. incredibly. He he played incredibly well at Sporting last season. So I don't I don't know why. I mean, he's obviously got the ability to back that up, and then just to sell him for let's see, I'm gonna pull up the stats from last season. He played 23 games, four goals and four assists from right back, and scored a goal in the Champions League against Dortmund. I mean, I don't know. Like I, I like him as a player, and I wish he. I mean, I hope he played continues playing well, but. Um, yeah, 
that's the one thing. So obviously, I'm going to give Man City an A plus. I mean, that's just you get one of the best strikers in the world. That I mean, and he's already had a major impact on the team. It's 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 going to be big for them. Yeah. Well, what would you rate the window? A plus. A plus. Fair enough. For sure. Now on um, to everyone's favorite question mark. Everyone, I think this is the most uh, expensive signing in the in the window completely in every league. Um, was uh, Mister Twenty Two Year Old uh, with a market value of forty million, uh, Anthony to Manchester United. Um, if you didn't <laughs> understand what team we were talking about before, uh, hundred and five million dollars for Mister Anthony. He knocked 30 um, mil off of that with, with his debut goal against Arsenal, I will say. But still an outrageous <laughs> fee. I, uh, I was actually at Trivia the day that he got signed. And uh, I, was sure. on a t- I was on a team with a Dutch guy, a PSV fan. So take this with a grain of oh, salt. No. But, but he hadn't heard of uh, Anthony signing with us. So I, I broke the news to him and he started laughing at me. Yeah. Uh, and I hadn't even told him the fee yet. So I'm very tentative. <laughs> uh, I I think he'll be fine. Like he's not gonna be. He's not gonna be the world beating a hundred mil signing that. Uh, Do you remember a man named Frederico Makeda? Because I remember him. Yes, I do. Scored a scored a great goal. Uh, I don't know if his I forget if his I think it was his debut. Or just his first goal in the prime was pretty, pretty freaking good, and uh, disappeared. Now, do I think it's going to happen to Anthony? Probably not. Why bring it up? <laughs> I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be similar. I think he's going, and I think because I think McKay wasn't think... obviously a, a big transfer, but I think with Anthony having the hundred mil, it's going to be this denialism. If he starts playing bad and continues playing bad, you're going to keep playing him. Because it's just the coping mechanism of you spent this much money. That's the same thing with Harry Maguire, which you guys finally realized, hey, this guy sucks, and benched him. And look what happened. You guys beat Arsenal. I, I will say, I do think he'll be better signing than, like, than Sancho. I will say that. But, also, but I also don't think that Sancho was worth the money that we paid for him, even even if he came half as good as he was from Dortmund. So... Um, mm. But but touching on the rest of our window, I would unironically call this a a a B minus window. I mean, it's just the holy overpay for every single big player here. That's why. Otherwise, it would be B plus or A minus because I would say we did seventy eight mil for Casemiro, almost eighty million dollars for Casemiro. That's just robbery. Wouldn't call that I, one robbery. Eighty mil for a CDM. Are yeah. you nuts, bro? We were talking earlier about how there's a lack of quality in the position, and Casemiro has come in. And granted, he hasn't started yet, but he's going to on Thursday. That's his first start. Uh, and he he's come in and he's been superb. Like I can tell that he's going to be good. He just needs to get up to prem speed. Has he I, even started a match yet? No, I he's no. he's only been he's here played for fifty one. He's he's played fifty one minutes in three games. Yeah, and he's helped us close out both of our matches, and he's been quality while at it. We'll see what but, happens. But yeah, um, I'm I, still skeptical. I've never been a, Mir- a Casemiro fan. Neither have you yeah. until suddenly 
you're a fan when he joins the team. Well, yeah, I got to back my player. But also, I, I will say you weren't a fan of a, another one of our signings that has been arguably one of the better signings in the league so far, uh, Lissandro Martinez. Oh, the four foot eleven center back. Yeah, the four foot eleven center back that <laughs> won our Player of the Month, and every single game that he has started without uh, McGuire as his second, he has he has won. I will say, still spent a uh, sixty three million on that lad, but uh, that one is looking like a a much better price tag. And I do have to remind you how much you have spent as well, Chelsea fan. Yeah. Yes, but looking at the expenditure versus departures, you guys didn't also sell anyone worthwhile to bring in any income. We sold eight, like 70 mil worth of assets. You guys sold 12. So at least we got some money back for it. Cool. Well, I, I'm happy with this window. Ericsson for free is also looking like a bargain, I will say. Because I also didn't think that he would be a starter, and he's been instrumental in our wins. And I gotta say, one other head scratcher with this window is the whole um, hey, let's uh, let's loan out Dean Henderson again and just uh, buy a loan in Newcastle's backup keeper, Martin Dubravka. Not, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, we needed a and, uh, and a and number one. Or, you know, then Dean Henderson, he can be your number one. He's shown that at Nottingham Force already. He's really good. Well, Vivi, He's it's already another, 26. Vivi, it's another Maguire thing because he came in and under Solshire, he showed us that he was better than De Gea for us. And he just didn't start after, after, um, after Ole got sacked. So I don't blame him for wanting to leave. Well, if it's a, like, I don't know, like, why, why didn't I ask for a permanent leave then? I, I just I, don't get it. Did you see the interviews where he's already said that, like, it's, he's, he's much happier, like, now that he's actually playing and getting to show that he's good, like, he, he's on his way out for sure, but I don't. He's gotta go, man. Yeah, he's going to, because he's starting to shit talk us, so he's, he's gone Ooh. for sure, but I, he did. I, I didn't even notice that, uh, you he guys did also, in week um, one. He did what? He did that in week one. But... Ah, nice. That's not good. <laughs> um, and I, also, I didn't notice that you guys loaned out Ahmad Diallo again. Yeah. Yeah. Strange. To a, to a, oh, I guess, I guess, oh, someone only got promoted. I didn't even notice that. thought they were still in league one. It's like, man, that's not good. But, um, yeah. I don't. I still. I'm still skeptical about that signing as well. But uh, that's not this window, is it? Now, no, it is not. So you don't get to comment on it. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, I would just. I got to give this like a C plus. I'd say. I'd say solid B, because we did. We we didn't fix goalkeeper right back. Sure. I just. I'm. I'm still skeptical for a couple of the moves. A lot of, and I mean, some of these are horribly overpriced and didn't really uh, let anyone go for money. A lot of free, well, um, I will say, free transfers, which is bad. But um, go for I it. I will. I will say overpriced, but upgrade is better than like sidestep. I would say so. I am. 
as much as it pains me to spend a hundred mil on Anthony, I do think he is an upgrade to Sancho, who we also overpaid for. Uh, so I'm I'm still not happy about spending a hundred and seventy-five mil to to find a a competent right winger that we can play and secure top four with. But yeah, uh, I mean, like it, I said, I do whole, think I mean, it is an if you overpaid, it doesn't work. Then it's like oh wow, out more money and maybe yeah, I don't know. I mean. I'm not going to dive into the uh, politics of the hierarchy of Manchester United, but there's a lot of issues there. Yeah. But, uh, on to the next team, which would be Tottenham Hotspur. I think. Is it the last did one? I, did I miss anyone? Uh, yes, this would be the last one, I believe. Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, Manchester's. Yep, Tottenham. All right. Um, okay. So I'm going to say now that this window does not look as good as it first looked going into the season. I don't know if that's a hot take or not. Why not? Um, Basuma hasn't... I mean, I know it's only been a few games, but he hasn't really, like, impressed me, impressed me yet. He's been solid, but, like, nothing special. And, like, you got you buy this guy from Brighton, who Brighton's in halfway up to let him go. And, he, I don't know, he just hasn't really... I mean, he's only played 160 minutes in five matches, which isn't a lot. You have Richarlison, who's only played um, 167 minutes, who has two assists, to be fair. But yeah, Richarlison, I, I, don't think you can, I don't think you can judge Richarlison on the same level that you can uh, judge Basuma, because Basuma is competing with Hoiberg and Benton Kerr instead of Harry Kane, Kulisevsky, and Son. So yeah, but I, even then, Rich Olsen has more minutes than than Basuma does at this point, which is slightly concerning. Yeah, and then exactly, I don't think I don't think Jed Spence has played at all yet. Let me check that real quick. He's played a single minute in the league, um, and then obviously, like Ivan Perisic has actually has actually played really well, which I'm glad he is because I thought he was, and he's got two assists already in his first six matches. But I just like Longley. Has he played it yet? He's played. He's played in two matches for about half an hour, for about forty-five minutes apiece. Yeah, Longley has not. Uh, Longley was not that good for Barcelona, so I, I knew that he no. wasn't going to come in and be no, a worker. No. But I, I still think that this is a good window. Like, I still think that I think Basuma. I'm just, just bad. I'm just saying it's not as good as I originally thought it was going to be. I, I think that. Conte has also improved his team and found their best system. And in doing mm-hmm. so, he like kind of negated like Basuma, I think. And I, I thought that Basuma was going to be probably their most needed and best signing. But it's sure. looking now like um, renewing, renewing Kulisevsky and you know, coming like getting Parasic to come in is like looking like their best. Wait, hold Business. on. Did, did Romero was Romero on loan and they just signed him like full time? I think so, but I think that was declared a while ago, so I okay. didn't really count that. Because I will say that if if that is this window, that that is a big pickup because he's by far their best center back. Oh, I definitely agree. Even though he's um, scummy, but I also don't get into that either. 
because um, I mean, apparently you can get away with pulling someone's hair aggressively. But um, oh whatever, it's the game. Um, but no, he's been he's definitely their best center back, and he's only twenty four, and he's he looks very mature for the Premier League. So um, that's definitely going to pay out very nicely for them. Yeah. Um, and I mean, getting thirty five mil for Stephen Burkwine is is a that's a dub. I mean, that's just yeah. good business. And the fact probably that that's the Lissandra Martinez uh, Anthony money that IX could spend there. So. Um, I could see why they would want to to use it a little bit. I think he's been pretty good for them as well. Let me check the stats for Steven. Yeah, six goals in five matches in the area divisi already. Um, I think that goes so. to show the level too, if I'm honest. But um Well, I liked Bergwine. Like I just don't think he got like a great chance at Tottenham. And I, I'm kinda I'm, I'm kinda annoyed that he went back to Air Divisi, but it's just the way the sport is, I guess. Yeah, I I don't know what to make of this window much anymore, but what would, what would you rate it? I still think this is probably a B plus now. I I think in the episode that we ranked it, I ranked this like a solid A. I'm going to go A minus because I think they did fix things and moving forward, they've created a, a few good like, uh, routes that they can go with the team. So I'm I'm still gonna say mm-hmm. still gonna say sure. I think that's gonna be it for our transfer um new or transfer kind of summary. Um is there any other non top six teams that kind of stuck out to you at all? Can we do can we do winners and losers uh for non top six? Okay. Um winners Newcastle I think Oh yeah. By far. Oh, I yeah. didn't, we are we are both I big underrated, fans. I underrated them heavy, but they also have signed uh, Isaac since uh since our last episode and I was saying that they needed a better option than Wilson going forward and they did it. And that was the only yeah. thing that they really like spent spent for. So I'm I'm going to rate this window an A for them. Just to just to quickly go through it, they signed Isaac for how much? Uh, seventy-seven mil. So hefty fee, but they also got target. Uh, for nineteen mil. That's just virtue of him being in the prem. But I do think that he was the best outside back that Villa had at the time. So still good signing. And then Sven Botman and Nick Pope. So solid, solid defense right there. Yeah, and they, Pope has come in. They held some good clean sheets. Yeah, Pope has come in and been arguably one of the best keepers this season. And then Botman has looked incredible. Uh, like, what oh, have yeah. you been seeing? Um, no, I mean, Nick Pope is the Nick Pope from Burnley still. He's incredible. And I think Burnley getting up, I think Newcastle getting him is a really good business. And I mean, I he should be England number one, in my opinion, still. I mean, he's yeah. that good. By and far. I mean, new, it, he's already starting for them. He already displaced Dubrovka. He's he's going to be their goalkeeper there for a few years. Um, he's very talented. And um, for my winner outside the top six, it's going to be uh, Leeds United for a multitude of reasons. We got Brendan Aronson coming in from Salzburg. We have Louis Sinistera coming in from Feyenoord. We have T- T- Tyler Adams. I can't pronounce his name for some reason. Tyler Adams coming in from Leipzig. Um, 
and then Mark Rocca from Bayern, and as well as um, Rasmus Christensen from also from Salzburg. Those are probably their their five big signings, obviously. And I okay. First things first, we are Americans. I can help my American brethren. And Brendan Aronson is a baller. He is a baller, and he's already he's balled baller, out. The to be fair, he's nuts. Tyler Adams has been solid. Sinistera, I think he gave a penalty the last game, but he's also scored uh, at least once in the Prem. And he, he's, he's really good. He's, oh, he scored twice. He scored twice in the Prem, and he had a golden assist in the cup. I don't know who they played, but um, they played Barnsley. He had a golden assist against Barnsley. Still numbers. <laughs> but Mark Rock has been solid. I don't think Christensen's played much yet. But overall, I think this is really good for Jesse Marsh, who's had a great start to the season outside of him getting sent off against, I think it was Newcastle. I forget who they played. But I'm giving this Leeds window at least an A-. minus. Um, but an A++ for the Americans. Let's go! Yeah, I... Uh, just going off of that, like, they... Every single one of their signings this summer has impressed me, like that I've seen. So it's like, yeah, I can't, I can't not also like this win. No, I underrated it heavily. I didn't think that Aronson specifically would have that much influence coming in, being 21 and like new to the Prem. But he's come in and he's sure. been not like a revelation necessarily, but he's held his own, and that that's good to see. Yeah. And like I think with his connections to Leipzig and Salzburg, which wait did he he managed Leipzig right? I hope I'm not just making this up. Um, let me make sure that I'm yeah, he he managed Salzburg and Leipzig for some time. And I think having that pipeline of talent because they always those the 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 Red Bull teams always find talent like great young talent. I mean it's it's. It's really, really good that he can have the that pull with those players and get them into the to this Leeds team, because all those young players are gonna, are already playing brilliantly, and I think the more they come, the better it will be. So, yeah. No, I've been impressed with uh, with Marsh so far. He he also seems like a very good guy. Just from that video they posted, I know it oh, was propaganda. Canado? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was propaganda, but, I, but still, I. It was good to see that. I'm not gonna complain. And uh, who's your who's your main loser this transfer window? If you know anything about me, uh, you know that this one is going to be Aston Villa. Uh, severely overrated window. I think a misstep in every single position except for um, who was it? Kamara. I learned they got for a free, so uh, yeah. not necessarily. But let let's just go over some of the new ones because uh, Robin Olsen. Um, yeah, that's a head scratcher because he was terrible at Everton. He was. Well, isn't he? He's just. He's just a backup. So still, like, say Martinez breaks his wrist, bro. You are operating with a keeper that I wouldn't put up like in the championship. Like I would not feel yeah. him in the championship because when he comes off his line, he doesn't look secure. His distribution was strictly all right. And there's nothing crazy about his reactions or anything. And he's 32. What the hell is that? Uh, <laughs> then let me go. Let me go to uh, Diego Carlos, already injured. Yeah, Achilles tendon rupture. Uh, I. It is unfortunate. 
And how long is he out for? Yeah, I'm I'm just now finding out that it was Achilles tendon. So I oh feel I feel way more bad about this take, but I thought that he was going to be one of the worst signings of the window. Uh like just by himself, because I was not impressed with him at Sevilla. And then coming into a back line with Mings and Konsa, who he just does not mesh with at all. Like he doesn't mesh yeah. with either of them. Well, Ming's been is is not good. I've I watched him play last game. Terrible. Yeah. And then Kamara, like, okay, kind of a kind of a snoozer because they that was their main guy. That was their first like main signing, other than mm-hmm. Coutinho, who also snooze. He only has done anything against us in his like what second game back in the prem. Dindonker is an interesting one. I do like that a lot. But it's such a cope signing. I'm sorry. You literally, and this proves my point that I was arguing. Like Kamara is not good enough, and they sign they signed another defensive midfielder because of that. Like they had to in the same window. I I I get that it's just to cover some gaps, but now they have three, they have four defensive midfielders that check in all the time. John McGinn has also played in the pivot. I don't like him there, but he has. So they've got literally five guys in there. Like their midfield is one of the worst in the league. Their backline is terrible now that they've had people taken from them. Like they just are relying on Watkins to put things away. I hate it. I hate it. It's yeah, it's quite not good, and it's clearly showed how how poor it's been already in the league. I mean, they're not looked good. Steven Gerrard might be in the way out. It might be. Flames and and chaos over in Birmingham. Yeah, uh, I would I would well, literally rate this window. I I would rate this window an F. Actually, no, no, no D minus because they got. Dinocker. I was gonna say D. I was gonna say D minus, um, but for a different reason that I'll uh, say I guess right now, um, because they didn't have the worst window, and I can only give one F, and that is going to be for the worst worst by far the worst window this season. Leicester City. My God. This is terrible. No, no. Bournemouth had a better window, arguably, than what Leicester City. (laughs) No, no, no. They signed one player. One player for money. Another player. uh, uh, Not even a million market value goalkeeper to be their backup. They signed their one player was Wout Face from Stadre. Never heard of him. For a 19 mil. They made and then they Alex Smith he's that goalkeeper. Nobody else. You 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 just sold Wesley Fafana for 90 mil and ha- haven't used it. You just sold your starting keeper for the past eight years for a million dollars and didn't sign a, a a guy that could take up his spot. You have Danny Ward playing goalkeeper. And Brennan 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 Rogers has already said, man, I wish my the the front office Give me more signings, because we suck, and Leicester suck. They're dead last in the league. I mean, I this is an F minus, like F, F, F minus. This 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 transfer window is going to severely hurt this club. They might be relegated with this team. They very well could be if they don't if they don't start doing something. Like they don't have the players anymore. They sold all of them outside of their forwards to do anything in the league. I just don't understand. Like and apparently Soyochu's out out the door as well. He's going back to Turkey. 
So you can have Johnny Evans and who else playing center back? Wout Face? Really? No, this is horror. This is the this is worse. This is the, they they just consigned themselves to to bottom t- half table, not even close to contesting for Europe anymore. Leicester City, everyone. Yeah, at least they got money. Uh, I'll say that about them. At least they got some money uh, from you guys. But uh, whereas Aston Villa did not, they are a hundred mil in the drain with nothing to show for it. Arguably a worse team. So, um. Yeah, I will say that this does suck. So I do agree with you there. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think that there's anything like good to write home about in terms of this window for them, except for the fact that they got no. eighty mil for a twenty what two year old. So twenty one, twenty one. Yeah, which I guess is better, but still not a good window by any stretch of the imagination. No. Okay, I just is it, is it so mind-boggling? And now we're going to <laughs> <laughs> we're going to cover the Champions League, which just um started started. I guess it did start today, but the group stages, the groups have been decided, and now we're just gonna go, kind of gonna go over what well, our thoughts on the groups and some predictions for the what's gonna happen this season. Obviously, because it's the UCL, it's not gonna be correct. <laughs> So let's let's try and speed uh, run speed run groups and then give it a, a last four. Yeah. Let's do that. Um just let's just go through every winner, every like if you like the group and then who do you think is gonna who's gonna make another group to the round of sixteen. So yeah. I'll start with group A. I think it's gonna be Liverpool IX. Um I mean it's it's just, honestly it's a pretty strong group. Um with Napoli and Rangers as well, but I just think the quality and just in quality of sides, I just think Liverpool and Ajax are gonna be just be better. Napoli's gonna be in the Europa League and then Rangers finishes fourth. I I just think I do agree this is one of the highest quality groups in the in the competition. Uh Rangers just can't compete though. I think Napoli could vie for that second spot with Ajax. I think they're not completely out of it. Yeah, that's the think- that's the only close one here, I think. I think I think it's Liverpool first, Ajax second, and Liverpool I think is going to decide early on that they're going to go all into this competition. So I I think they'll be way more scary in UCL. But sure. And then on to Group B, who do you got? Um, I'm I'm gonna throw a huge wrench in things. Uh, I'm gonna go Bruges and Porto. Um. You, what I, now? Huh? I'm going Club Bruges, okay. and I know I know you're looking at me crazy, but towards the end of last semester, I started watching some Belgian pro league, and mm-hmm. these guys can ball, and I don't think that they mm-hmm. had their best players taken from them. I know they had one taken from them. I forget which team he went to, uh, or even who the player was. The Cadillac went to AC Milan. That's who I'm thinking about. But I will say, Atletico Madrid, super inspiring. Uh, at least right now, in my opinion. Uh, Leverkusen, uninspiring. Uninspiring. Oh. Uh, Leverkusen, pretty mid-team, if I'm honest. If I, if I remember, they're a pretty aging group, too. So I think they could succumb to like injuries and stuff. Um, but Porto, I think was strong last season and I know almost nothing about them. So I'm just going to end their first seed. So I'm just, I'm going to give it to them. And then 
Bruges. That's going to be my big upset pick. There you go. So, funny enough, I have the. I was going to go for my own little shocker, but in a different kind of way. I have the exact opposite of yours. I have Atleti top in his group, and then Leverkusen sneaking in over Porto. Um, obviously, I just think Atletico is strong, and they usually play pretty strong in the Champions League, so I don't see them not making it out. And then I think Porto has just lost too many good players um, to kind of stay steady in the Champions League. And I think with Leverkusen, I don't know a lot about them uh, this season. I know they have a few young guys that are looking pretty good. And they do have a guy named Callum Hudson-Odoi on loan, who's their starting winger right now, who I think is going to play pretty well in the Champions League. So I'm going to go with Leverkusen and get second. And that leads us into probably, I guess, the closest thing we have to the group of death, Group C, with Bayern, Barcelona, Inter, and Piazzan. And I'm just going to go with Bayern, obviously, topping the group. And then the hard thing is, who's going to get in over Inter and Barcelona? I think, I think personally, Inter. Oof. I don't see Barcelona. Unless Lewandowski can break the, uh, the Mickey curse where he doesn't show up in big games. Uh, I, I think Inter is going to go through. See, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go Barcelona with this one. I don't know. I think Xavi Ball is going to break out in the UCL, but I'm probably wrong. <laughs> let's see, let's see how that goes. We're probably both wrong somehow, but I... <laughs> yes, Piazan gets in over both of them. But uh, what, what do you got for Group D? Um, this one's tough. I think this could be a group of death, honestly. Because I'm looking at this. Frankfurt mid. I'm sorry. They beat Rangers to get into this competition. Um, <laughs> I'd say I'd say Tottenham tops the group, and then I'm gonna say Sporting. I'm I'm high on the Portuguese league this year. I think I think they're all yeah. the real deal in terms of being able to hang. Although Marseille is a sleeper, I think they could easily get in if they play well. They've got they've got some some actual guys in there that are uh, deadly. Yeah, I'm gonna go obviously with Spurs. I think top the table. I think probably the first time in their history they've ever topped the UCL group. True. And then Frankfurt's always been a Europa League side, so I'm gonna go with them third, and we'll go Sporting second. They're gonna be the one Portuguese side that gets out of the the groups this year. Um, because I don't yeah. think, yeah, they're, they're going to be one Portuguese side getting out this this season, and then uh, yeah, Marseille gets last. I don't know, just, I just don't rate Marseille. They have Alexi Sanchez as their main form of attack. So, yeah, no, I I think they're more of a wild card, but I do think that they'll get dead last. So, sure. On to Group E. I and think it'll finish like this, personally. You think so? Yeah, no. Um, I'm re- I'm referencing Chelsea being knocked out fourth and not even going down to Europa League, if anyone didn't see the results from Tuesday. But... Very yeah, rough. You go, you go. So, I'm just going to owe it. I mean, I don't know. I, there's, there's no excuse. Man. We, played, we played in Croatia is the only thing I can say that why we lost. But, man, there's, I'm running out, man. It's tough. I mean, at this point, I mean, Milan and Salzburg drawing actually helps us out a lot. So, um, I was going to say, you're, 
Go Worst case it. scenario for you guys would have been Salzburg winning because I think that's who you would be competing with. I think Milan has top spot for yeah. sure, in my opinion. No, I think I think Milan Milan tops out. We get second, um, and then Salzburg third, Dynamo fourth. I don't think Dynamo's gonna win another game in the in the group. I don't know. I don't know. It sucks. They're so hit or miss that I don't know what to make of them either. Um, but. I'll go Milan first, Chelsea second. I'll give you guys that. I think you guys can buckle down. Sure. And you got third and fourth. Um, <laughs> Salzburg will go Europa League, I think. Sure. Oh, wow. I did not see that. So scoring on the group F. Shakhtar Donetsk beat Leipzig 4-1 to today. My God! Yeah. Well, you so, know who's um, you know who's leading the line for uh, Leipzig, right? Of course. Yeah. Andre Silva. Emo. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but um, so I actually I did remember what happened, or not remember, but I remember seeing something about this. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna completely destroy his name, but Mikhailo Mudrik, he was linked to Everton before the season was over. That they were gonna sign him for thirty mil, and they got rejected by Shakhtar. They wanted fifty for him, and I can see why. He's twenty one. He's a dynamo. He looks awesome. But even then, we're not supposed to go too in depth in this. So then they go Madrid one, Shakhtar two, Leipzig three, Celtic fourth. Sorry, Scottish fans. Yeah, so there's just no way they can compete, and that's okay. No. Um, I, I do think Real Madrid for sure won, and Shakhtar's always a go-out-in-groups team, so I'm going to say Leipzig can turn it around, but narrowly. I'm, I'm talking like goal difference narrow. Oh, God. Yeah, I just don't I don't see Leipzig turning around. They're gonna, I've heard the rumors are going to fire their manager, so I'm like, yeah, I just don't have any hope in that team anymore right now, currently. But things change. Yeah. Who do you got for uh, Group G? Um, I'm going to throw a wrench in things. I think Dortmund won City second, and then Copenhagen get third. I, th- I think City's going to really? slip up. So I no universe wants to see that ever happening. So I'm gonna go with City first, Dortmund second, Sevilla third, Copenhagen fourth. Sevilla always does. They're a they're they're a Europa League side. That's their that's their competition. They're going back there again. And City's not City's not hiccuping. They might draw against Dortmund, but nothing worse than that. I just I just think if Holland gets a little injury or something like like even just a a little bruise on his toe, they're taking him out for. A- game and i don't know if um yeah but julian alvarez just scored two over the weekend so he's he's no, already I'm, got his shooting boots down for the club i'm just i'm saying if it happens like against dortmund i think dortmund are likely to be able to um take take like even just a point off of city and just do goal difference like i'm i'm talking like it could be so narrow i i oh, don't know sure. why but i i think dortmund has it in them and then the last group, Group H. Um, I mean, they already played games today. Paris already beat Juventus, which isn't much of a shocker. It doesn't really change what I'm thinking here. 
It's going to be PSG first, Juve second, Benfica third, Haifa fourth. Um, I've got PSG first, Juve second, Benfica third, Maccabi Haifa fourth. So the same thing. That yeah. I think it's one one of the few we've agreed on. And then yeah. we're gonna next do the final four of the Champions League tournament. Uh, who do you got? Um, this may be. I don't even know at this point, like who is like a favorite because nobody catches my eye except City. This is their year. They have to do it this year. Like City, Bayern, um, AC Milan. I think is a shoe in. Sure. And then I I for some reason I have it in my bones that Tottenham could get there. I think they're okay. a, I think they're a tough knockout team to face this year. Sure. So do you, who do you got for your final four final answer? Uh it's it's who I said, uh Bayern, Tottenham, Milan, and City. Cool. So no, so PSG gets knocked. Yeah. No, they're not making it there. <laughs> so I guess I'll go a little bit different from yours. I go. I'll go. Paris, it. I think Paris. I think PSG and Man City both make it. But they play each other in the semis. Ooh. Or I make it. They have to play in the final together, and at least one of them breaks their their streak. But I don't think that's going to happen. So I'm going to go City, PSG, Real Madrid. We're always really good in UCL. And then I had this fourth spot. Well, I'm kind of tossing around. Do I go for a shocker, or do I just go for the the boring Bayern? Very, very interesting. I'm gonna go with. Barcelona. That's I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be different. I'm, I'm gonna be different and go for something that will <laughs> not happen. But it could. That would be cr- it could. crazy. It could That'd be like one of the bigger upsets recently because they are it not could. good. Apart from Lewandowski, that team is not good. So it'd be it'd be Barcelona playing either PSG or City, and then Real Madrid playing the other half of those. Which I think would lead to a Manchester City PSG final. Is that and what you want? I'm gonna go. I think every football fan career. doesn't doesn't want this to happen. And I think Man City falls short again. And Messi gets one more UCL trophy in his cabinet. And it's gonna be it's gonna be great. Other than PSG winning. That's the one part I don't like, but Messi winning again, I can vibe with. So that's my prediction to the UCL. Who do you got in your final and, and the ultimate champion? I I don't think this will happen, but I want AC Milan to get there. I that's my team that I'm rooting for this year. I sure. Pretty good team. I just like I think that they're exciting. And also, if Zlatan got one, I would never be able to like contain my excitement. <laughs> but I think yeah, they're I would super underrated. I think they're super underrated. I think they have a strong team. Yeah, and, I mean, oh yeah, they're and, good. I just don't know if, like, I mean, I don't know. They've got, I'm they've skeptical. got, they've got a like European proven players in 
every position except midfield. That's the only place that I am question marks. In center back. I mean, Kier has been pretty pretty darn good, and then Tamori like Tamori. He, he was a good. part of the Tamori. He, he was a part of the team that won last year. Like I, I don't know. I I think it takes some nope. consistency to actually win Serie A. I, I wouldn't say the same about other leagues. I I think that is a uh, a grueling league for center backs specifically. That is that is what Italians pride themselves on. So if those who can <laughs> pass the test, I I I believe in them. Sure. All right, so we're gonna then. On who's your winner, or who, who's the who's in the who's the other side of the the bracket there? Uh, City, City wins. <laughs> City uh, demolishes in the final. I think. I think Holland's gonna get one, fair. and the floodgates will open. Like it, it's yeah. just a it's a matter of time this year. They look like they have because like City, like they they used to just like pass their way through teams, but now they're like brute forcing it in a way that I've never seen City even go about it before. And they still have capacity to to get the tough wins and pass through people. So like, uh, there's no way they have to win sure. it this year. Yeah, and so that's gonna wrap it up for our UCL predictions and probably for this episode of the podcast. Hope everyone enjoyed. Uh, I think this actually wasn't too long for once. Actually, I think we were about an hour and ten minutes, so not horrible for time. I won't lie. Perfect. Yeah. So um. And with that, uh, we'll see you guys next time. See ya.